Hey guys, before we start this episode, I wanted to let you know that I'm doing a quick giveaway of a Disney lounge fly bag that I have. I was gifted a Cruella DeVille lounge fly backpack. So if you want to enter to win, head to the show notes. You'll find a link where you can enter. You don't need to buy anything. You don't even have to sign up for an email list if you don't want to. I will pick a winner at random on October 14th. So be sure to check back or check your email to see if you have won. Good luck and enjoy Kurt turning the tables on me on this week's episode. On today's show, we're talking about how I abandoned my family to go to Disney World. <laughs> but they're not mad. It's cool. <laughs> I had fun. You're ridiculous. What did I do? That. <laughs> Isn't that how the wow. intro goes? <laughs> Okay, so that's not how I would have done it. Oh, all right. Well, would you like to go for round two? No, no, no. Um, if you think you could do it better. No. Well, I can't. No. <laughs> cut, cut, cut. All right. You're the one who called this meeting in my office. You were like, come on, we're recording a thing. So. I being none other than. Tech nasty. No one calls you that. Everybody calls me that. <laughs> Tech nasty. All right, so what do you want? And you are? I'm Julie Elster, mm. creator of WWDW.com. WWDW, the Disney World Planning Podcast. You shush. <laughs> wow, it's like you don't even need me anymore. You could just do this on your own. You want to hear how I would have done it? No, <laughs> I don't. Okay. What do you want? Tell me what you want. I want to interview you about your Disney World trip. <laughs> Okay. We're turning the tables. Ooh. All right. So. Okay, go. In what city is Disney World? Yikes. All right, what else you got? Okay, uh, when you were gone Thursday through Sunday. I came home Monday, but yeah. Okay. Monday Thursday, mo- you were in the parks Friday through Monday. No, Friday through Sunday. Yeah, yes. So you only did three days in the parks? I did three days in the parks. Just 72 hours, so I don't. It? I'm not sure if you're aware. I have three children, so you know I can't just be gone for weeks on end. So yeah, no, these trips are exhausting because I'm just going nonstop for a shorter. I do a shorter number of days, but I I go as hard as I can. Like I see as much as I can, just nonstop. So I came home and just passed out. Did you have fun? I did have fun. Yeah. Why did you go? What was the 50th? Didn't we already establish this in our pre-interview? The 50th? The 50th anniversary of the parks. So you went for the 50th. You hit it for three days. Did you hit all the parks? I did. Yes. Okay. And you did that through the magic of park hopping? Yes. All right. And number one, I want to know, what were the crowd levels like? Because your prediction was, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. It's like I'm some kind of wizard. Um, so crowds were, it was weird. I gotta say, like, this was, it was one of the weirdest things, um, as far as crowd goes, because it felt very busy, but also wait times were nothing at every park I went to. What? How is that possible? So the, the crowds there were not your typical Disney World vacationers. It Uh was. 
Oh, it was bizarre. It was bizarre. Now I've been the other, probably the other biggest thing I've been to is the opening of um, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And I saw a lot of people I knew there and people I recognized and, you know, that, that, and the crowds felt a little weird at Hollywood Studios on that day. But this was like next level. It was, if you've seen anyone ever on Instagram who is into Disney World, they were there. So it was like an Instagram fashion show slash meetup. It was very strange. I saw, um, I'm not going to name names, but I saw like somebody who, who I know is, is huge on Instagram in like a full sequin in like 90 something degree heat, full sequin jacket, like pose, like doing crazy poses with people who were like, Oh my God. Oh my God. And so like, there was a ton of that or like girls in full, like heavy, crazy makeup posing. And so there was, so that was a big chunk of it. It wasn't, that wasn't the entirety of it, but that was a big chunk of it. Um, The other big part of it was people trying to get 50th anniversary merchandise. So popcorn buckets were huge. The lines for popcorn buckets were just unreal. You posted a video of it. I couldn't believe it. I remember. What are these people doing? Remember I texted you because I, so I took a video, like I, got to the the where the popcorn stand is and I started the video and I'm walking through Tomorrowland walking 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 like forever is what it felt like and I texted you and I was like this video is too long that's how long this line was I was like how do I speed up this video and so you and I went back and forth about it and I ended up speeding it up in um, iMovie but I was like this is too long for me to post but I wanted to to give an idea of how long these lines are. So it was things like popcorn buckets or merchandise. Um so that's what a lot of it was just Main Street in Magic Kingdom was chaotic all day, the entire day. And then it only got worse as it got closer to uh the evening show. And was that purely about merch until the evening and then you know you're trying to stake out your spot for the parade? Yeah, I don't know that it was entirely about merch, but uh, I think quite a bit of it was. Main Street is always busier. Like it doesn't matter what day it is. Main Street's always busy. So there you know there's that where it's just kind of where people hang out. And then there's the merchandise. Um, you know, so it's people who want to shop and then it's a lot of photo opportunities on Main Street and like the classic photo opportunity, the things that like everybody's going to recognize, you know, that's all Main Street. Then they do like the cavalcades. So like the mini parades, those go down Main Street. So that's also a part of it because as of right now, that's the only place where you can see Mickey and Minnie in their iridescent outfits. So their 50th anniversary outfits is at the cavalcade. So that was a part of it. Um, and then as it got closer to Hold evening, on. how do you spell iridescent? Well, it's ear, E-A-R, ear. <sighs> <laughs> um, so it was like a combination of things. But so I wanted to walk around the park just to get a feel and it was dead. The things that the other things that were busy that was food because you know everybody has to eat. So you don't say <laughs> trying to get food and like find a place to sit down was challenging. But rides were not challenging at all. I was able to do a whole bunch of stuff without waiting. It was interesting that the hardcore Disney aficionados and influencers 
social media influencers who are there to fill the content hole uh, were not interested in what is essentially the core Disney Parks experience for everyone else. Well, they have to be seen. I think that's my, you know, it's, it's interesting. I'm like, you know, I'm present on social media and I have a podcast, but my thing is not like posing or, you know, the only photos I posted of myself were not exactly the most flattering. <laughs> like they were pretty intentionally real. So it was a pretty realistic representation of being, I don't know how these influencers you, yeah, do you it. Mostly looked hot and sweaty. Listen, if I could figure out how to not look hot and sweaty, I'd probably be an Instagram influencer myself. Well, I, I don't know what their one, secret is. Don't go to Orlando outside of December. But these people have figured it out, and I have not. It's called fashion sweaty. Okay. You just learned to accept it. Hey, speaking of sweaty. Mm-hmm. We talk about sweat a lot. Mm, we're a sweaty couple. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. And that because I'm working out. Uh, probably not, oh, let's not make that all. clear. Yeah. All right, well, spe- uh, yeah. The, speaking of how sweaty you are, mm-hmm. on the last show, you were complaining endlessly about your underboob sweat. I don't think I was complaining endlessly, it was. but continue. It was just 40 minutes. <laughs> it was a 40-minute monologue in which I added sound effects occasionally about your underboob sweat problem. Okay. That's the last time I was on the show. That's what I remember recording. I wouldn't categorize it as a problem. I think that's... Your severe, <laughs> severe underboob sweating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, and you, but you said you know what I f- you're going to review a product for us. Yes. To that promises to assist with the underboob sweat. Yeah. In fact, let me find let me pull it up here so that I get the name right of the product that I used. So I so did one time on the show. I could just say boob a whole bunch of times. <laughs> so you better believe I'm going to do it. Okay, so it's the brand is Carpe C A R P E, and it's. Sweat absorbing breast lotion. Why did they have to call it breast lotion? <laughs> that's, I give it a fun name. That's what makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay. Well, it was a little pricey. I want to say it was like twenty bucks, and it's a small tube. Let me see. It's two point zero three ounces, so it's a small tube. That's not a lot for twenty bucks. I, I will say I was able to put it in my carry on bag though because uh, I didn't check luggage. Like so, but it was for what I paid. It was. I thought I was like, this is a little pricey. But did it work? Um, yes, actually, it did. I was impressed. I was because I was so I wore um, this is like a lotion. It's not like a deodorant stick. You don't know. It, lo- it is like lotion, like putting it on. I was like, we'll see, because it was like putting lotion on. Um, and so I'm at the parks and I was carrying on this trip. I had a lounge fly back one of those mini backpacks, which are great. But I was like, my back is a little sweaty. And so I'm like, you know. Maybe this is just me, but you know, like sometimes you like kind of taking a check and you're like, oh, my back is sweaty. Ew. My armpits are sweaty. You know, my my bottom's a little sweaty. And then I'm like, Ew. wait a sec. My underboob area, not really sweaty. So I can... did like I had forgotten about it until I was doing like a mental check of how gross I am. <laughs> and I was like, hey, I'm entirely gross except for this one area where I put on this lotion. It wasn't like can I coat myself in it? I or will also I just immediately like, die of heat stroke. I was like, it's just me. Otherwise, I'd have my husband put this on my back too for my lounge fly backpack. But um, you're no, you're now wow, you're playing God. Gone, gone off the rails. Um, so it wasn't like I wouldn't. It wasn't a hundred percent. Like it wasn't comp- like bone dry, but it was not. 
I didn't feel gross. I didn't feel like I was super sweaty. So now that we've established that you are, in fact, extremely sweaty. Yeah, I'm pretty gross. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, overall, I'm glad I had it with me. I will continue to use it in Orlando. So that that's our verdict? That's that's the verdict. Yeah, I'll put, I hope <laughs> I'll put a link in the show notes for this wonderful breast cream. <laughs> All right, then. Yeah. So we, we found a win. And we, we laughed about it, but managing the heat in 2021 Orlando is like requires a special set of tools. <laughs> we laugh because it's a little embarrassing, but it's also something that uh, most women and probably a lot of men also deal with. So I don't think it's a bad thing to talk about. I talk about the underwear that I wear. I talk about my breast cream. I'm just trying to do a service here. I'm just trying to help the ladies out. What did we establish as the correct underwear? Uh, the Thigh Society. Like they, oh, yeah, they yeah. go a little bit longer so that you don't get chafing. Yeah, they're like bike shorts. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, but they're they're breathable, which is nice. Like bike shorts, I also you do, don't really breathe. But... I do the boxer briefs, but with the mesh. Yeah, Not, it's like perforated. You got to be able to, to have some... Some breathing yes. happening down there. Okay, anyway, why don't we move on? What's your next question? Let's move off of this topic. All right. Now that we've established that we smell and are greasy. Well, I wouldn't say that we smell and are greasy. We're just... Oh, d- you're covered in breast lotion. Of course you're greasy. sweaty, except a little less so because I used my lotion. Continue. <laughs> All right. Night one, or day one, you did Magic Kingdom, right? Correct. And this is the first day of the 50th. Correct. Were there Disney executives that's there? I ran into Chapik. Did he recognize you? Well, you know. Did you talk to him? He pretended like he didn't know who I was, but he knew. I knew it. <laughs> he knew. I also saw Josh Damaro, who's the president of the parks. And he's like. He, he replaced Chapik. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And Chapik replaced Iger. So. Everybody Iger stay around as co-CEO. Yeah, like when the I I think he's still around. Uh, When the pandemic happened, yeah, he ended up sticking around. So everybody loves Josh Damaro because he's like the face. And whenever like whenever anything negative happens, they like trot that man out because he's so loved by everybody. So they always like bring him out and people run up to get selfies with him. And he'll stop and pose for pictures and talk. He's very kind. We'll like stop and pose for pictures. I saw a lot of people on Instagram who were like, oh, I took a photo with Josh as he was like walking around the parks. It was too crazy. And they were clearly going to do an interview. But it was weird. I just kind of stumbled upon them. So I was like, what's going on? All of a sudden, they're, I'm like surrounded by people. And I was like, what is happening? And then when I realized, I'm like, oh. And um, there was some guy who was like gushing to Chapek, just gushing about Disney and what it meant to him. Can you imagine how weird that is to be on the receiving end of? This is your job. This is just your nine to five job. You're a business person, an employee. He's not managing a pizza hut. Like he, he... runs Disney, which has, you know, has so much meaning for so many people. So I think he knew he knew what he was getting into. And he I really... think he's like, oh, man, another one of these weirdos. <laughs> I wish no. I could charge for this. No, he was ve- he was very kind. Actually, he stopped and talked to this guy and was like, he, you know, this is all for you guys. And, you know, the whole spiel that you'd, you know, 
hope that he would say in this scenario. Uh, so I posted a video of it to Instagram. The responses I got were freaking hilarious because he is not exactly popular with the Disney fandom. Do they realize that he's been at that company since 1993? He was there for... Uh, Pandora, the opening of that. I am not here to... Do you like Galaxy's Edge? Defend or he criticize. He oversaw that yeah, entire project. No, I'm not here. And I think people forget, too, that the the fandom on Twitter is extreme and very loud, but they are a small portion of what makes Disney World Disney World. Yes, they have multiple audiences. Yes, exactly. just the most vocal. Uh, like some of the... The criticisms of like the new evening show. I'm like, I get it. Really, what's I what I take away from the new show? I think it's fun. It has songs that I know that my children will all know, and they do projections not only in the castle but down Main Street. So they've immediately made it way more accessible for people. Previously, the hardcore people would stake out a spot two hours in advance in the hub. And that's the best spot to see everything. Now, people can roll up with their kids later in the evening, like right before the show starts, be on Main Street, see all these projections, be a part of the show. You know, it's like they're just making it easier for families and other people to enjoy the show, not just the hardcore people. And so I think that's the piece that a lot of these people complaining are missing. It's like it's not just for you. It's for everybody. It's for kids. It's for families. You know, it's for people who are only going to get to see this one time and then never be able to come back. You know, anytime. You have to prove your love for the thing by with how much by you dumping hate it. On it. That's, that's how much I'd love it. That's any big fandom. It is any fandom. But so, I mean, that's kind of my spiel about the evening. I greatly enjoyed Enchantment, the new evening show. I thought it was a lot of fun. I was standing on Main Street. And so the first part of the show is just fireworks and projections on the castle. And then very suddenly it's like, boom, all of a sudden Main Street is lit up and everyone around me gasped. And oh, like it was even thinking about it. I'm like, ah, goosebumps. Like it was a really cool and special moment. And so they've I feel like they've made the the evening show more accessible for way more people by doing that. And so I thought that was fun and exciting and different. And maybe the story's not there and maybe it doesn't connect with like hardcore Disney fans as much. But I think families are going to love it. Children are going to love it. It's got music everybody knows. The projections are really cool and fun. Obviously, the fireworks are amazing. So there's so many positives that I wish more people would see from the new show. So for the 50th, we get a bunch of new merch. Yes. Right? Always, yeah. <laughs> uh, we have overlays for each of the park's icons. Yes. And we have new nighttime shows. Yes, two new nighttime shows. And then there's a there's uh, snacks and a handful of uh, other assorted things going on as well. Right. Okay. And, you know, that, that is part of the value Disney brings in they need novelty to sell you on returning to the park. Whether you have an annual pass and could just drive there, you need a reason to go, you're going to spend money in the park. Uh, or you have been and you need to plan another trip. Or you are waiting to plan the one single perfect vacation to go to Disney World. And so they need these new events regularly. Yeah. Like, um, in my industry, 
well, in my office, we say the content hole must be filled. Like, it, there's just no end to what you have to throw into the void <laughs> to market your business. And that's what these events and overlays and experiences and weird limited edition merch, because it creates scarcity and urgency, is about. So, of those things, you know, if you go during the 50th, you don't pay any extra or anything different. No. It's just the standard rate. Yep. Is now when I pull the trigger. Is the 50th worth it? Uh, you know, I think so. There's a lot of complaints about, like, they're not doing anything spectacular. I'm not really sure what people expected. The only thing that I really was like, mm, you could have done better, Disney, was Mickey's Cavalcade at the Magic Kingdom. So I, I feel... I feel that because they're doing full nighttime shows again, and I stood shoulder to shoulder with sweaty people, because, you know, we're all sweaty, <laughs> waiting for did the you evening offer show. Them some underboob cream? I did not. No, I should sorry, have. Lotion. That would have been polite, but I did not do that. Um, you know, it's, they, they have clearly no problem being like, yep, everybody can pack it in on Main Street. <laughs> but at the same time, they didn't run a full parade. They did a cavalcade with just one float and some dancers. I would have loved, loved to see more floats. I would have loved to see maybe some like, if not original floats, like pl a play on some of like the original floats from when the parks first opened. I feel like there's a real missed opportunity to bring back characters that were popular 50 years ago, you know, maybe some, some original these, movies. So your criticism is these are uneven COVID restriction rollbacks. Yes. It could be a staffing issue. You're, you know, you're, you're probably right. You're probably right. Um, Cause you know, there are things like care, like some character meets will be coming back in like a month or two, but they're like, you know, you still can't hug you still, and it's only like a limited number of them. But from what I understand, a lot of like the actors unions are trying to get people back to work. So my hope was that they would be able to do more. But you could be right that it's a staffing issue. I just would have loved to see more floats on the parade. That was really like the one thing that I was like, really? <laughs> was just that the cat they just they decided to do a cavalcade. What about your 72 hours at the 50th surprised you? <sighs> Um, low wait times were really, I think, the biggest surprise for me. Because this should be a big draw. But September's also not a high traffic month. Right. Because it's kids' first month back at school. Right, You're right. not taking a family vacation in September. Yeah, and there, the number of children definitely felt low. Um, it was a lot of Disney adults on this trip, more more than usual, um, few kids like the resort that I stayed at, you know, I stayed at an all-star resort, which is typically very family oriented. Like you're going to see a lot of kids. The pool was like dead every time I walked by, like I heard them doing the games and stuff in the afternoon and there were very few people in there. So not a lot of kids, um, but just like super low crowds. I was able to tour Hollywood studios and do every single ride before like 1 32 p.m i mean yeah, did you do rise twice in a day i did do rise twice in a day yeah i rope dropped it and then i did it later in the evening like after dinner again so that that was a big surprise um yeah i think that was probably the the most bizarre part of the whole experience uh the new ride that just opened is remy's ratatouille adventure yes and you wrote it i did what did you think I enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was very cute. 
Uh, I thought it fit perfectly into Epcot. Like it just, it feels like a ride that should be in Epcot. It was perfect. Um, I like the whole expansion of that pavilion, um, the France pavilion. I got to do a in-show exit where the ride broke down and they turned the lights on. So that they got to ride it one and a half times technically. So that was a lot of fun. The Disney adults for the weirdos among us. The ride breakdown is actually a very exciting thing. And the lights on walk off on a ride breakdown is the ultimate most exciting thing. Why? Because <laughs> you get what is to wrong see, with you us? get to see behind the magic. And like to a point where cast members were like, don't film, don't film, don't film. And then film. you did it anyway? I d- uh, yeah. I, so I had my big camera around my neck. Like they were really like, put your phones away. Like they were very serious about it. And anytime anyone had their phone out, they were like, phones away, phones away. So I had my camera just like my big camera in a, on a strap around my neck. So she was like, you know, phones away or cameras down or cameras away. Or she's like, or, you know, put your camera down. Cause obviously I couldn't put like a big camera away. So I had it recording, but just kind of hanging around my neck. So I really didn't get much of anything, but I still was like, maybe I'll get something. Honestly, there wasn't a ton to see though. Um, that ride is mostly screens. So it wasn't, there like wasn't a lot to see, but you know, it was still interesting and exciting. Okay, so you got to do Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. You got a lights on walk off, which is the most exciting thing ever. Yeah. For the hardcore. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, they say, here's a, a pass. You could do it again. I got a lightning lane pass. This is the which new is fast exactly pass. Exactly the same as fast pass. So it's fast pass. <laughs> but yeah, they were like, you get a lightning lane. So they told, they were like, just, you know, check the app whenever the ride's back up. She said, anytime today. You can come back, just, you know, check the app for when the ride is back up. So I hung around um, the France Pavilion. I went to a couple of shops. There's like a perfume shop back there and, you know, a couple gift shops. I got some crepes. I saw the Beauty and the Beast sing-along, which is honestly kind of lame. But, you know, it was air conditioned and I could rest my feet for a few minutes while I waited. And then by the time that was over, oh, and I did a, a photo pass Do you think shot. the Beauty and Beast sing-along was lame because you're an adult woman? No, I love the Frozen sing-along and I'm an adult woman. Okay. Because that one is very cute and very well done. The Beauty and the Beast one feels thrown together. And the story doesn't make a ton of sense. And are you and your friends blaming Bob Chapik for this? No, no. I think it's, I think they wanted Joe to Rody? add, <laughs> they wanted to add IP and they just kind of slapped it on there. Oh, I was, this is the criticism that Diz Twitter uses about everything. But it's true in this particular case. Typically I'm like, why are you so against IP? Like it's a Disney theme park. They're going to use Disney characters. But this one, if they, if I was excited when I heard about it, I was like, oh, I love Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast sing along. Um, but the story is like, it's really like they're grasping at some straws here to make that story work. So the whole story is like LeFou is the one who got Belle and Beast to fall in love. He's like the hero of of the tale. Who's LeFou? He's Gaston's sidekick, the little guy. Gaston has a sidekick? No one hits like Gaston, matches wits like Gaston. In a spitting match, nobody spits like Gaston. That's LeFou. He sings that song. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. When you were at Epcot, the other big new thing that I heard about for months 
Years. Years. Space 220, oh. a restaurant in which you actually go to space. Did we? <laughs> did you and I have a debate over text about this one? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So Space 220, I found out you can, in fact, rope drop it. So I was sort like, of. Kind of. So I was like, okay. So I wasn't planning on, I just, I really didn't think people would be lining up right when the park opened. Um, so I, you know, didn't think about it, but I got there at rope drop and the cast member was like, all right, anybody here for space 220? And so I immediately was like, oh, oh crap. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I get up and I like get in line and it's, I'm behind just like a couple who were also there for space 220. And she's like, all right, when we go, I'll walk you guys over there. So she walked us over to space 220. And so I'm talking to this couple about it, and they're like, oh, yeah, we couldn't get reservations, and this is the only way to do it, and blah, blah, blah. And so we get there, and it turns out you get there 30 minutes. So I was there 30 minutes before park opening. So park opened at 9. I was in there at 8.30. We lined up at 8.30, but the restaurant doesn't open until 11.30. So you stand in line to even just put your name in. I was like, oh, I put my name in at 8.30 and then go, you know, as if I have a reservation. No, 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 no. You Excuse go and, me? You go and stand in line for three hours and then hope you get a table. So they seat you at the lounge area and it's just whatever they have available, which with COVID is even less than they typically have available because they're not filling the restaurants. So they were like, and the woman, I guess she's, she has experience with this because she's like, well, the first like eight or nine people get in right away when the restaurant opens. And then everybody else who's behind those people, it's as they have space. So as people in the lounge leave, then the next person goes. I was like, that sounds like a nightmare. So you have to wait so three space hours. for eight or nine people? Yes. So if you're, you're like- you to wait three hours so to get there? If you're like number 10, you wait the three hours, then you wait like, what, another 45 minutes for somebody to have- their lunch and then leave i mean it sounds terrible what now, number were you in line? i was three so i would have gotten in hmm. i would have gotten in guaranteed first entry yeah so that's that's what, what i heard that's what you and i were discussing so i i talked to these people because they were very nice um and so i was i went back and forth on it because i'm like i could hang out with these people for and three you hours, had friends new friends i had new friends one of them a, the woman behind me had a club 33 necklace on uh, what yeah <laughs> yeah oh so my God. we were talking about it and i was like i don't know guys i think i'm gonna bail and they were trying to talk me out of it so they even wanted you they to be wanted friends. me to stay you finally made some adult <laughs> friends i know it's so hard to make friends in your 30s Denied. yeah um so <laughs> I, you know, they were like, no, don't go. You should stay. They're like, because I, I was like, well, I have a, a Remy boarding pass. And my boarding group was was low. I was in the 20s. So I was like, I'm going to be called really soon here. And they're like, no, no, no. You should stay. You could do Remy another time. But I'm like, I can also do Space 220 another time. So I, you know, I stood there with them for five to 10 minutes. And then I was like, I'm going to bail. I'm going to go. There's just too much other stuff I felt like I could, you know, get more out of my time at the park and do more stuff and see more stuff during those three hours. So I decided to bail rather than wait the the three hours for a table. I think you made a mistake. I don't know about that. I don't know Jack about Space 220, whereas Remy is a carbon copy of a ride that's existed for years. Yeah, I don't know. 
And you were like, it's a bunch of screens that made me motion sick. (laughs) It did make me motion sick. I don't know. That's not exciting practical effects. Yeah, but I don't know. There's yet to be a restaurant that I'm like, this is so important that I have to drop everything to do. I just, I think that the hype for Space 220 is big right now, but I... I just I think it'll it'll ease up. And even if it doesn't, I will go next time. I think I made the right call. I managed to see and do quite a bit. That's oh, oh it's a red alert on the spaceship 220. <laughs> they're leaving. They're leaving. They're never coming back. I, we missed our window. I was able to do Remy. I was able to try the new crepe place. So like that's two new things right there. I got to do an in-show exit. You know, it's just, I got to see the new Club Cool, the new creation shop. I got to do all that stuff in the morning so that I was able to spend the afternoon in Animal Kingdom. Had did I not done that. Did you get some Bev at Club Cool? I did have some Bev. I you had... sent me pictures, though. It looked like a mall kiosk. Yeah, so the remodel of Club Cool and... Um, I don't know what it looked like before, The though. creation shop. It was basically like sticky floors and it was small. I don't even know how to describe it before. I could show you pictures. It was nothing to write home about. This just has a much cleaner look. Okay. But it reminded me of the mall. Like, just, you know, they had like those- I mean, it is a soda fountain. What do you want? <laughs> it, they had, it was, the Club Cool and Creation Shop are right next to each other. So it's like, it's the same building. But they had like these giant fluorescent-like lights that had like- the light pink glow around them. Do you know what I mean? Like it just, it had a very, it had a, a mall vibe. It had like, like music that was a little too loud. <laughs> I sound really old, but you know, like you go into the mall and you're like, what? Cause the music's so loud. <laughs> I'm super old, but <laughs> it just, it had a, a mall vibe. You trash talking the fluorescent light fixtures. <laughs> it's pretty good. Those, did you see they were using T8 fluorescent bulbs? And it wasn't white all the way to the edges. There was a little purple fringe. I'm not trash talking it. I'm just saying. Did you believe the color temperature they picked? That's you. Was that 5,000 Kelvin amateurs? I love how you're acting like this is a complaint that I typically have where you talk about color temperature. I didn't even know what color temperature was until I met you. You talk about it so often. No problemo. Welcome. I wasn't complaining about it. I was just saying it, it gave me mall vibes. So, um, but I so I would not have been able to do Animal Kingdom and see the Kite Tail Show and all that stuff, um, as well as no, Epcot. I, in your defense, them not swapping the fluorescent fixtures for LED is telling on what your budget is. That's them telling on themselves. Can we move off the light fixtures? <laughs> I've I think, got opinions on light think, fixtures. Yeah, I'm the one obsessed with light fixtures. <laughs> so I was able to do way more, is my point. And I would not have been able to ride Remy or try the new crepe place. Did you see, uh, were you there at night at Epcot? Yes, I saw the new evening show at Epcot. Hold up, I don't care about that. Ah, okay. What is, the icon at Epcot is Spaceship Earth. Yeah. Which is the big geodesic dome. Yes. And they have lit it up. Yeah. Which is also a thing Diz Twitter was mad about when they announced it. I don't think it's got lights on it. No, I don't like lights. I don't think it was. Here you go with the lights again. I don't think it was all of Diz Twitter. There are a couple of voices who, again, I won't name names, but who are very loud about it. Everything's blue now. (laughs) It's an actual criticism I've read. 
the beacons of magic. I keep calling it the beacons of light. So if I've called it that, I apologize. The beacons of magic. I thought it was called. beacons of light. Yeah, I don't. It's probably because I keep. You know what? A I beacon of magic's it. not a thing. I keep right? saying beacon of light, but I mean beacon of magic. So that's probably why you thought that. Um, the one at Epcot is the best by far. So it's they put lights on it, and it so like it'll light up, and it's like purple and pink and blue. But then periodically it'll turn into like you know the earth so you'll see like um the continents and stuff moving around it Was and it'll be different shape. it's i think it's just the lights i'm not sure if i don't think it's projection mapping i think it's just the lights on there so each individual panel has has lights on it has a light between at each joint yeah and then they're individually addressable yes that's i think so yeah sweet yeah, so it's really cool. So it changes. What's the color temperature though? It looked very. It looked like a uh, cool white. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I see. I'm so sorry. My research has failed us here. Um, but that one was the winner as far as the beacons of magic was Epcot. I thought it was better than the evening show there personally. And what is the big? So the evening show. The big criticism was, hey, to maintain it. You put a giant, strange series of black iron trusses. They've got like barges in the yeah. middle of World Showcase. It's huge. They're big. Yeah. So one looks like from, you remember the movie Stargate? It looks like the Stargate. Yeah. With like the big circle. Um, who was in that movie? Gosh, what's that actor's name? James Spader. Oh, yeah. James Spader and Kurt Russell. Yeah. In the secretary? 90s. I don't understand that movie. I didn't understand it when I was a kid, but you know what? I still loved it. So despite it being way over my head. But so that middle barge looks like the Stargate. And then there are these like um, taco looking. There are four like taco looking barges that are screens. Taco vibes. I don't know. Well, like I'm doing a motion <laughs> yeah, with my hand. They can't see you, buddy. I'm doing it for your sake. Oh, it appears to be a half circle. She's indicating not, a half circle. It's not a circle, though. A half oval? I think it looks like Some a Some kind of ellipse. But Sis. that's a screen. Ellipsis. And then they have the Stargate, and they're like pieces that can move and come out of the Stargate. They spray water. and This sounds pretty awesome. Everybody hates this show? I don't know if everybody hates it. I didn't particularly like it, though. No, it people felt, were not thrilled. It felt disjointed. There were like a lot of weird pauses. There were a few parts that I was like, this is cool. So they had like different sequences. And I think because it's Epcot, it was supposed to be um, like stories from around the world. And so, but they also used IP in that. So like Coco was one of them. And that one felt really cool and fun. You know, and the that's what I read. The- Oh Everyone really? Was like Coco was Coco the best. Coco was good. Yeah. Coco should have been the whole theme, and they sh- or they <laughs> should have ended, ended on Coco. It. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Princess and the Frog with. one was good too. I don't know if everybody else liked that one, but I liked the Princess and the Frog. Maybe it's just because I like that movie. Princess and the Frog and Coco, I felt were the strong ones. I can only vaguely tell you what the other stories were because they were that forgettable. But there were a lot of like long spaces in between each segment. Like, I wish the segments would have been woven together or so, I don't know. But like it would there'd be like these weird spaces that didn't feel right. Just long, yeah, awkward pauses in your of. nighttime show. Yeah, kind of. Just and take that energy, grind it to a halt. Yeah, it just the whole thing was not. I don't know. 
Like I was not, there was no emotion. There was no like, wow moment when I was watching it. Nothing about it really like got to me, I guess. Do you think that maybe having exactly 24 hours before watched a more impressive show at Magic Kingdom, which is always going to have the best show. Yeah. Had anything to do with your opinion. Okay, maybe, maybe. But, but a lot of people did not like the show at Magic Kingdom. And then they also didn't like the show at Epcot. So they were I think we've established how it works with Magic Kingdom. With those people. Yeah, they keep coming and spending their money there. <laughs> only so they could go tell the internet how much they hated it. But I'm just saying, like, if your theory is true, there were enough people who were not impressed with the Magic Kingdom show. But I think part of their problem is they're watching it from the hub right in front of the castle. You need to have that Main Street projection to Which really Disneyland does. And I was there by myself, I got to see it. Yeah. For the Halloween show where they do the projections down Main Street. And I was like, this is awesome. How does Disney World not do this? Yeah, they finally figured it out. And so then you did Hollywood. Well, when you did Hollywood Studios, were you able to see the tower at night? I did. Yeah. I thought that one was really cool. And that one you liked and people didn't didn't freak out about? And I don't think so. No one booed Chapin, (laughs) which is a thing that happened, by the way. It didn't actually happen. People were afraid it was going to. So the theory is... Chapik didn't give any remarks uh, at the opening, like park opening on October 1st on the 50th because he would be booed. I don't know if that's true. I think that's just like a Diz Twitter theory. Oh, okay. So they just made this up because yeah. it makes them sound cool. Yeah. They're like, I, he's scared of us. Yeah, we got him. Yes. Yeah. And then they're mad about it too. Because you know what? I saw him in the park and people were cheering. And of course so they were. That's why I'm like, uh, I don't think he would have been booed. Yeah. I saw him there and people were like screaming and clamoring to get near him. So yeah, they we were like, I'm going to go tell him off. And then like when they, by the time they get up to him, they're like, can we get a selfie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this no. park's amazing. I so the Beacons of Magic, um, Epcot is the winner. I think both Hollywood Studios and Magic Kingdom are very they're pretty they're very pretty. Like it's really cool to get photographs of these. Um, it's not something that like I would rush when it happens because it's not. People thought it was a show. That was the mistake that people made. So they were like standing there waiting you know, five minutes before it started, like with their cameras and they're like all excited. And then it just, they give like, there's like a little spiel over, you know, the intercom or whatever. And then it lights up and that's the end. So I think that was the mistake. Yeah. You said people were standing around going, that's it. That was at Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdoms was the least impressive by far, by far. You know, I've seen the Animal Kingdom, uh, the, we, the tree s- lighting before, and I thought it was cool. You saw specifically the holiday one that I remember we were like, wow. The holiday that, one, yeah, I really liked it. Was it was a couple of years ago, and it was very, very impressive. This was not nearly as, like, nowhere near as good as the holiday one. It's just shorter. It's it's, it's reliant on, it's a really, it's a combo of projection mapping and then lighting on It's just the tree. very, like, a very quick, like, the movement on the tree is minimal, and then it just freezes and i took photos of it and i'm like well okay whatever i'm going back to my resort now <laughs> so you know they, they would have been developing yeah I, they would have been developing a lot of the stuff during the pandemic like the worst of it where we're transitioning to work from home and we're laying people off and we have no idea when this is going to end and when we're going to get revenue back so you know just as we are dealing with the repercussions of the pandemic on like supply chains and policy and society 
I think you're also seeing it in your D- Disney Parks experience. Oh, I'm sure. Just it is the the snake swallowed the bird egg. It is moving on through. It will be several because of the the long development cycles at those parks. It will be years before uh, things catch up and go back to normal, where you don't have uh, some some experiences <laughs> where maybe there was. Less collaboration than we would have hoped for. They figured it out with the other ones. Animal Kingdom was the only one that I was like, this is weak. (laughs) That was the only one. The other ones I thought were really cool, really fun. Animal Kingdom I didn't think was anything spectacular. but That was the consensus. And this one, I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to say this is... Diz Twitter's <laughs> bar being too high. Well, you saw my photos, too. Like, you saw photos of the other ones, and then you saw the photo of Animal Kingdom. So, I mean, I think it, the photos speak for themselves. What did you think of the castle overlay? Because there was a le- there were, there have been a few legendarily bad castle overlays. <laughs> well, I mean, it's no cake castle. The cake castle is the, but so the, cake the bad castle, one, and the stitch. yeah. But that was stitch. only one day. Yeah. The cake castle, they had to paint and like put stuff on there with cranes. The overlay now is just lighting. So there's like a, their badge. Oh, and they repainted yeah. It okay. Recently. Oh, you're talking about like the, the 50 badge and the, on the turrets, the, um, or the spires they have. Yeah. I don't even know what you call that. It's like wrapped in gold. That's an overlay. I they think took it's cute. Some schmutz. And I tacked it on. Them. I think this is nothing to do with like the fiftieth, really. But I think they made the castle too pink. I kind of miss the the more white and blue versus the pink and blue. So that alone, I'm like meh. But <laughs> I think as far as what they did for the fiftieth, I think it's it's cute. It's pretty. Uh, it's more tasteful than the cake. So what merch <laughs> of the merch you saw? What did you buy? I bought a, oh, I don't think I showed this to you. I bought a reusable straw of of 50th anniversary, like a silicone straw, because I like the reusable straws. So I threw it in my bag so that I could use it. But it's a just, you know, it's marked 50th anniversary. So I got that. I got a water bottle for her daughter. Because I was, I was going like the real practical route, unlike most I was gonna people. Say, oh, did you pick the most <laughs> went, boring crap you could find? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I went like super practical with my purchases. And then I bought a Disney 50th pocket protector. <laughs> and if they had one. Mickey's multivitamins. Ooh, where can 50th. I get those? Yeah, okay. Um, no, I got a Mr. Toad shirt in the vintage collection. Who's Mr. Toad? You know Mr. Toad. Don't even play dumb. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. So I got a Mr. Toad shirt. You mean our car? Yeah, our car is called Mr. Toad. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. So I got a shirt. Um, what else did I get? Oh, I got you I got you a cardigan, but that's not 50th. That's just a cardigan, a Disney World cardigan. That thing's awesome. It is awesome. Yeah, it is like a Mr. Rogers holiday cardigan. <laughs> But it says Walt Disney World across the back, like it's a spirit jersey. It's a spirit jersey. Well, the label says spirit jersey. It's a little insane. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Um, Yeah, I think that's it. I didn't go too crazy. I bought some, like, candy and treats for the kids. But, yeah, Uh, as far as 50th merch, I went, like, super dork with what I bought. Did you see my favorite park resident? Who's your favorite park resident? Doc Ondar. Uh, I did see Doc Ondar. How's he doing? 
Oh, uh, he's good. He's good. You know, the problem I have with Doc Ondars is you wanted me to check out the lightsabers. You yeah. can't just look at the lightsabers. Like, it's this whole ordeal. And I think that's the thing that I'm like, ugh. They're like, it's an experience. I know. Everything has to be an experience it's with an Star experience. Wars. I'm like, can I just browse? But no, like, I... So you, yeah, you don't browse with Doc Ondars, You have right? to stand in line to get into Doc Ondars, which there wasn't a line when I was there. So I was able to go right in, luckily. But... Typically, you'd have to stand in line just to get into Doc Ondar's. And then you have to stand in a separate line to look at the lightsabers. And you can't even, like I asked, I was like, I can I just go up and look at them? And she was like, nope, you have to stand in line. So, so they're up in a glass case. And, and I'm like, it's awkward because, you know, the cast member's like, oh, what can I help you with? And I'm like, I'm looking. Like, I don't know. It's just, it it was awkward and I'm awkward. I know. I just rush I'm, through it and take off. I'm very, I research very, it in advance. I know. And well, and so I'm like trying to text you. So I like took, I was like, well, my husband wants me to ask about, you know, this lightsaber and that lightsaber. And so I'm like texting you the responses and I'm taking pictures. And because it's text and you can't reply instantly, I was like, okay, thank you. Bye. And I left. You know what I do? I just walk up. I take a photo of it with the, the camera and they're like, hey, the line, there's a line for it. I'm like, oh, I didn't know. And then I just look at what's on the camera. Yikes. Yikes. Oh, my gosh. There is. I thought this was like a regular store where you could buy stuff. Yeah, they it, they make it like a whole thing. I didn't realize it was an experience. Yeah, so I didn't end up buying you a lightsaber. But I think you they didn't have the one that you wanted anyway. I'm waiting for the Cal Kestis, uh, or there was another one. There was. You told me two. I don't remember who they were. But I asked the guy, I was like, what are the newest ones? And he said Ray was the newest. And you have Ray because I bought that one for you last time. Yep. <laughs> I had to go and buy Ray for you. So, uh, yeah, I did see Doc Ondar. And getting into Doc Ondar's place is quite the experience. Okay. Uh, lastly, what was the weirdest thing you saw while you were there? There's always hilarious weirdos there. You know, like Owen. Remember that story? What's the Owen story? All right, this happened to a colleague of mine. He was there with his kids. They're in Epcot. They're walking through World Showcase. They're heading toward the exit. So this is like right to that bridge that's by London or England. And this kid comes running past them at the same time that they hear a man yelling, Owen, get back here, Owen. And the guy, presumably Owen's father, is like chasing slowly after this kid who's running full speed because he has the might and fury of a nine-year-old. At which point, this wayward nine-year-old stops, turns around, and presents his father in front of everyone at World Showcase with the double birds. And then, just to make his point clear, in case you did not understand the meaning of the double birds, he yells, fudge you, dad. Only he didn't say fudge. That's right, my friend. I did not have an Owen experience. Um, I'm trying to think of anything crazy happened. You know, people are there... They get a little, they get hot, you know, they push it too far. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you see some stressed out families or the start of the day. I don't know. I have seen a lot of couples fighting at Disney World. <laughs> and so now I try to just like, all right, be cool. Yeah. No matter how don't much. Don't yell at my wife in no, front of a bunch of strangers. Yeah, no matter how sweaty your underboobs get, just don't flip out on your 10 year old. <laughs> In the I, middle yeah, of World Showcase. I don't think I had anything like that happen that I witnessed, um, but it was a lot of like Instagram people. So it was a different crowd. 
Um, I saw two separate people while I was in the crepe line take their crepes and then drop their crepes almost immediately. Two separate people. First like, time eating, huh? One after another. And like the the people were very like the, the cast members were very nice about it. But one of the guys walked away and she was like, if one more person drops a <laughs> ham and cheese crepe, I'm going to scream. <laughs> I like that the ham and cheese crepe specifically. That's what it was. That's what she said. She specified also, ham what? and cheese. But you you did notice some bad behavior, which uh, you said somebody cut you in line. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. So, so setting you up to tell the story, but I we'll prompt you forgot. Now. Thank you. <laughs> it's been a long few days. Um, yeah. So I was in line to look at the vintage merchandise, the vintage 50th merchandise, which is at the the theater on Main Street. And so I'm, they have a cast member with like one of those signs that says like, this is the end of the line. So I get into the end of the line and I'm behind a woman and some dude comes up, some like older gentleman comes up and just steps right in front of these two women in front of me. <laughs> and so they look at each other Cause they, and like, nobody wants to be that Cause look, excuse me. So they look at each other and they clearly didn't know what to do. Like they wanted to say something, but did. And so I was like, Hey, you guys, do you want me to say something? And they look at me and they're like, if, if you want, which means yes. So I tapped the guy in the shoulder and I was like, Hey, excuse me. There's a line. He's like, where's the, like, he was giving me grief. He's like, where's the line? I was like, we're in line. Like you stepped in front of us we're in line so he doubled down he on... did he doubled down on like he was kind of giving me some attitude well he's probably like when you double down he had some on... under boob sweat and he now, was... when you double down on like your your act of narcissistic trespass eh, maybe you're just a psycho <laughs> so i pointed to the cast member with the sign and he walked over to the cast member and so i didn't think anything else of it so i went in with shopping i found my mr toad t-shirt I get in line. Coincidentally, I'm behind the same woman again. So we're standing in line waiting for the checkout. And because it's a smaller shop, they had a cast member. They didn't want like everybody up at the front. So the cast member was kind of holding people back and then being like, all right, you can go to register two. You can go to register one. So we're standing there and this guy cuts in front of her again to check out with his order. And we look at each other. Like in disbelief. And luckily the cast member saw this one and he's like, oh, excuse me, sir, there's a line and sends him to the back. <laughs> and this woman and I just. Do we, I, oh, so to the cast member, he wasn't like, what line? Where's the yeah, line? No, that he, What's even a line? Yeah. Define line. Oh, it was only to me that he did that. It depends what the meaning of the word is. is. <laughs> this one and I looked at each other. and We both lost it. We both started laughing uh, immediately which I'm sure he saw because it's a small store, but I couldn't help it. It was so funny that the same guy cut us twice. You know, I, I'm surprised you didn't address it. Like, did you really cut us twice, <laughs> psycho? Whoa, <laughs> cojones grandes. <laughs> it was just so, like, at that point, it was really funny. And when I got in line behind that woman, I, like, jokingly, like, started to try and cut her. Like, I was being super obvious about it, like, making a joke. And we, <laughs> so we, like, laughed about it. I was like, oh, is this the line? And, like, kind of cut in front of her. And so we laughed about it. And then a minute later, he proceeded to cut in front of her. So it was quite amusing. All right, so fallen crepes and you know the line cutter were the funny <laughs> now, things that I saw. Now when somebody just flopped their ham and cheese crepe on the ground, <laughs> like did their shoulders slump? 
I don't know what you know what I think you know did what they I drop think? to their knees and curse God's name <laughs> why why did you do this no uh, I, sir, think, I think you dropped the crepe I think what happened is people were ordering multiple crepes and then we're trying to balance the plates is what as what I assume happened all right let's end it there when so your your trip came to an end it was time to come home how did you get back I took Magical Express, which won't be around for much longer. This is probably going to be the last time, or this probably was the last time that I'll use Magical Express because it ends at the end of this year. So my flight was at 6 a.m., which means I had to be up around 2. I think I set my alarm for like 2 or 2.15 in the morning. It was not fun. Yeah, it wasn't great. But Magical Express picks you up like ridiculously early, like insanely early. So... With a 6 a.m. flight. They were like, all right, 2.45 pickup. Be outside by 2.30. And then you get to drive around the resort for an hour. Oh, I was the first pickup my resort. That was the worst. So they go, they picked me up first because I was at All Star Movies, which is like the furthest resort from everybody. So they started with us and then went to a whole bunch of other resorts to pick people up. Yeah, but I made it home. It wasn't fun. I slept on the couch that later that morning, but <laughs> I made it back. And I think we'll be going back in December. Initially, we would plan on going back in November, but plans changed. So now we're going back right after Christmas to do a cruise. And then uh, I assume Disney and Universal. We have not finalized those plans. Oh, really? But I know. I well, figured that was final. The cruise we've finalized. We have not finalized our park plans. But I know we had said that we wanted to do Universal, and I assume we're going to do Disney as well. Because, you know, why the heck not? It's time. We have to do Universal. Yeah, I'm excited. I've never been in my life. Oh, I haven't been in years, so it's like a completely different place. Yeah, I really want to see the Harry Potter stuff. I want to see Wizard Harry. <laughs> yep, I want to see Jurassic Park. Do you have a Jurassic Park soundbite? You know, I used to have Dennis Nedry going, "Uh, uh, uh." You didn't say the magic <laughs> word, and well, now you don't. Uh, uh, uh. I like my sassier version. Oh, I see. You didn't say the magic word. I see. Let's end it there. Okay. Let's get out of here. All right. See you in the parks. Tech nasty.